So I get to Walmart headquarters and I go to this large auditorium to find hundreds of executives from just about every sporting goods company in America. And after the CEO of Walmart spoke for a few minutes, the executive over sporting goods grabbed the microphone and screamed, Who has a new product to show us? Well, to my amazement, nothing happened. Complete silence. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. This made me laugh, so I'm going to share this with you right here. Okay, the woman's husband had been slipping in and out of a coma for several months. Yet she had stayed by his bedside every single day. One day, when he finally came to, he motioned for her to come close. As she sat by him, he whispered with his eyes full of tears, You know what? You've been with me through all the bad times. When I got fired, you were there to support me. When my business failed, you were right there. When we lost the house, you stuck right beside me. And now, when my health is failing, you're still by my side. And you know what else? What, dear, she gently said as she leaned over? I think you're bad luck. I can't help it. I liked it. A few years ago, I received a letter from a top executive at Walmart that invited me to a special meeting. In fact, it required me to be there. The letter said that Walmart would be sharing its future plans with the entire sporting goods industry. And at the bottom of the letter, it said, bring your latest new product to show us. Well, I thought that was kind of strange. We had already shown Walmart all of our latest stuff, and they hadn't bought any of it. But my brother Glenn and I put our heads together, and we came up with a new product idea just in case I was put into a position where I had to have something to show. So I get to Walmart headquarters, and I go to this large auditorium to find hundreds of executives from just about every sporting goods company in America. And after the CEO of Walmart spoke for a few minutes, the executive over sporting goods grabbed the microphone and screamed, Who has a new product to show us? Well, to my absolute amazement, nothing happened. Complete silence in the auditorium. Finally, after what seemed to be an eternity, I stood up. And the executive said, Hello, Bob. What do you have to show us? So I pulled this product out of a little plastic bag, and I began to sh a little show and tell about it. And before I even finished, he said, I love it. We'll buy it. We'll take 40,000 units. 
I sat down in shock. I couldn't believe I got the order. Then, as he kept talking, it hit me, and the light went off in my head. I had just received a huge order, not because Walmart was impressed with my product, and certainly not because my sales pitch was very smooth, but simply because I was the first to stand up. You see, I had fit into their agenda that day. They were wanting to make a point to their suppliers that they could make a quick decision. And I was the beneficiary of that agenda. Well, I learned two very important life lessons that day. The first one is this. You have to stand up before you can see if anything good is going to happen. And number two, you can never underestimate the one who controls the agenda. Now, I guess I could have learned that lesson a little earlier in life if I had paid attention to the scriptures because there's a story that takes place on an ancient battlefield with thousands of Philistines on one side and thousands of Israelites on the other, cowering in fear to an intimidating giant. But there was one shepherd boy who wasn't afraid to stand up and step out in the name of God Almighty to fulfill his destiny, bring honor to God and victory to his people. Young David knew who controlled the agenda, you see. But nothing good would have happened that day if he didn't stand up first. You know, we like to think that David was special, but David was just a man with special faith. And God can use you and me today just like he used David then. I know many of you have hopes and dreams and a vision for your future. Maybe today is your day to stand up and step out in Jesus' name. Did you know that Jesus is a people watcher? Stay tuned to hear how Jesus notices the little things that you may think are not noticed by anyone. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, let me ask you, how many of you consider yourself people watchers? I thought so, you know, whether, whether we admit it or not. One of the most entertaining things that we do is observe other people, isn't it? I mean... A lot of times when we go to a sporting event or something that has a a big crowd, we come away with a story about something we saw someone do or say or someone who looks silly. And that's because people really are interesting to watch. And you can learn a lot about people by just watching them. Well, it so happens 
what I want to talk about for a minute is that the Bible gives us a great teaching on the value of being a generous giver that starts with Jesus being a people watcher. How many knew that Jesus was a people watcher? Oh, you didn't either. I just told you. But it started when Jesus was teaching at the temple all day. Now, the temple was a big place, and it was the most magnificent building of its time. And there were these big crowds who were hanging on to his every word. But when it came time for the offering, the word said that Jesus went out and sat down opposite where the offering was, and he watched the people as they came and put their money in the offering box. And it says that he observed that many rich people came and threw in large amounts of money. But the next three verses are where Jesus was going with this exercise. Here's what it said. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. For they gave out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything she had. Now, I know that most of you have heard this famous story. It's known as the widow's mite. And the normal takeaway from this story is one of compassion for the poor, poverty-stricken widow who loves God so much that she gives away her much-needed last few cents. But I submit to you this morning that if that is all that you learn from this story, you literally miss the gold that Jesus intended for you to find in it. The first thing about this story that's important is that Jesus cares about how you and I respond to the offering. He made a point to take a break from teaching the people to watch and see what they gave. And we need to understand that he still cares about how and what we give when we get the opportunity. And it has nothing to do with the church needing money. Now, I've said this before, but in case you missed it, God doesn't need our money. The Word says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and the Word says the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord. Every wisdom in the Word about giving is there to test us to trust God for every blessing that he has for us. Jesus was watching the widow give her offering that day, and he's watching you when you give yours today right here. The second important lesson in this story is that Jesus explains that giving is a proportionate principle. Now, Jesus didn't say that the rich people who who gave a lot of money out of their surplus were bad people or that they were greedy. But what he meant was that on a scale of 1 to 10 in generosity, the rich people were a 1 and the widow was a 10. Because their gift was a lot, but it was insignificant in proportion to what they had. And hers was significant because it was all that she had. So in these scriptures, the Lord isn't saying you have to give everything you have to be generous. He's just drawing the clear distinction that generosity isn't measured by the amount that you give. But but by the amount you give 
of what you have. By the amount you give of what you have. Giving is a proportionate principle. But here you go. The most important, powerful lesson to learn from this story that you can apply to your life today is that once you understand that giving is a proportionate principle, you know from other promises in the word that receiving is a proportionate principle too. One of my favorite scriptures is one I use often in Luke chapter 6. The Lord said this, Give, and it shall be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, running over and poured into your lap. But that's not the end of that verse. Here's the best part, the most powerful part. Here's the rest of it. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Yeah, that's what, that's what he said. It will be measured to you. You know, the story of the widow's mite is just four little verses in the Bible. And the Lord doesn't mention her name or the names of any of the rich people who gave. But I can tell you something else about her this morning. She was not the one to be pitied. For as the Lord pointed out, she invested more in the kingdom of God that day than all the rest. I believe that she knew what what she was doing. She purposed in her heart to give. And she knew the enormous blessing that she would receive as a result of her giving. And she knew something good would happen to her in Jesus' name. Every good thing we have is because of the grace of God. Stay right there to learn four things that will activate God's blessings in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Attention small business owners. If you operate a retail business and are looking for great selling products with high margins, consider becoming a Nebo dealer. Nebo was founded by Christian business owners Bob and Glenn Bollinger and is the leading brand for independent retailers everywhere. Here's why. Nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space, a constant stream of new innovative lights, incredible impulse displays, and an industry-only buyback guarantee, which means Nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell. So if you own a retail business of any type, become a Nebo dealer and start turning profits like never before. Receive a free no-obligation sample of a great Nebo light and see for yourself. That's right. Get a free Nebo light and a Nebo catalog. To get your free flashlight and catalog, go to NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. That's NeboDealer.com or call 847-312-8197. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. But first, I want to talk about the blessings of God. Is that okay? There's an old saying, the hardest math to learn is that which enables us to count our blessings. Okay, say this short prayer with me. Lord, I need your blessing on my life. Now, whether we express this prayer verbally or not very often... This is a constant declaration for every Christian because we love the Lord. 
And we all desire his blessing on our life all the time. And I want to encourage you and assure you today that no matter what is going on in your life right now, God intends to and plans on showering you with his blessing. The word says in John that from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. So it's God's plan to bless us. But we have to remember to do these four things to activate God's blessings in our life. The first thing is this. We have to remember that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you'll ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. That's why we can say we're happy. Others will let you down. Others can disappoint. But Jesus will stand with you in every situation. Just look at this past week. The Dallas Cowboys, they disappointed me. Okay, how about the Texas Rangers? I can't even talk about that yet. There's always next year. (laughs) I love them, but that was a disappointment. There's always things that will disappoint you in your life, but the Lord will never disappoint you. And when we accept him... We are eternally blessed. You see, God blesses us in many ways, but he starts our relationship out with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life, hope, a future. The word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all of his goodness to me? Of course, we want God's blessing on our life, but first we have to stop and acknowledge that when we accepted Christ, we are blessed now. And forever. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we want God to keep blessing us, okay? So the next thing we have to remember is this. Celebrate God's blessings in worship. The word says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all of his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel like I'm very blessed? Yes. You are. I just told you, because of Christ, I live. When we adapt this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and the hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong, and we celebrate because through Christ we're saved. So we're still blessed. That brings me to the third thing that we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith. The word says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he blesses those who earnestly seek him. You see, many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way because we don't know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust him. If we did know, we would need faith. So sometimes we can be going through the fire, but still know by faith. That God has his hand on us. The Lord said, don't worry, little flock. For it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Little verse, amazing promise. The only one who has the power to give you everything wants to give it to you. And finally, we have to remember that we are always blessed 
when we share God's blessings with others. I like this old saying. Blessed are those who give without remembering and those who take without forgetting. Now, we could make the part about sharing all about money. The Word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but listen, that would be way too limiting of God's purpose on our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. And of course, that's His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, every other blessing we have just spills out on us. The word says we're even supposed to respond to people who have a bad attitude. It says, don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this, you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You see, the message, the principle, the promise of his word is that the best way to live a blessed life is to be a blessing to someone else. You know something? I'm really blessed. I'm really blessed, and so are you. And it took me a long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about it. And it's only been since I have understood that that God has begun to bless me in ways I could never have hoped for. You see, everything we have including our potential, is because of the grace of God. And if you want blessings on your life today, just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate Jesus in your life by worshiping the King of Kings today and expect God's blessing in your life by faith in him and his word and share what God has blessed you with, with those around you. I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.